Fuck penicillin. I hate science. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. Must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Hi, welcome to Roast Mortem, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Tom. I am a Travis. Oh, I am your Cody for this evening here. And Mike is at a birthday party for a white supremacist, so he couldn't come up. Again. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, David Duke, happy birthday, David Duke. You bitch. turned 666 years old. Wow, uh, that's up there. I wouldn't question it. And it's not because I think he's a lizard. I just don't think he knows anything about what years are. He might be counting months, <laughs> changing the, uh-huh. the metric all the time. So that's it. Travis, how was your week? Whoa! Oh, yeah, I get to talk about my week first. I got a lot of plants. I've got so many of plants. It's got I have on. ivy plants in my house now. Did you get Vinca? I have a, I have a peace plant. What's well, that? Vinca? No, What's a vinca? Vinca is a type of vine. It's an evergreen I vine. I don't have that. I have one that's had leaves on it, dude. Sick. Uh, I've got a ZZ top plant. Travis, I love ZZ plant. how you're looking behind you, but because your Skype background is just hentai, <laughs> it looks like you're checking your hentai for your plants. Oh, well, you know, the vagina is like a beautiful pl- flower. Oh, also, yeah, okay. I got... the. In the audio, for all you audiophiles out there, in order to use headphones uh, on some of these, like, inputs, oh, boy, that's a flower right back there, Tom. I, too, can put hentai behind myself. Continue, Travis. <laughs> uh, what were you saying? You had me... Skype. So, so I, if you're an audiophile, you know that there's a difference between uh, a, a quarter inch and an eighth inch jack. Yeah, of course. I have a little adapter for my headphones that go to a quarter inch, boy. Shit broke off in my fucking machine. Oh, that's the worst. Oh. Took me three hours to get the fucking thing out. What are you doing? Using your tweezers or something? Yeah, I got these little tweezy boys I used for oh, jerking yeah. off, thankfully. And why, why didn't you just open it and push it out from the inside? That's what I did, but it was because of the way the board was. Uh, like There was like, this little tiny hole in the board, and I had to like uh, get this thing perfectly through. It was... Let me tell you, if you're into pornography, that's just people being frustrated and trying not to sweat onto electronics. That was it. All right. Wow, future predicting for this episode. Thank you, Travis. Would it be fair to say you had a clumsy week then? <laughs> uh, well, I planted the plants really well. There's a lot of dirt in my kitchen now, but I wouldn't call that clumsy. Cody, how was your week? My week was <laughs> just fine. Um, did, did, the, did the fucking research. For this episode, most of the week, fuck, I don't have anything. I was hoping something would click, like a poop joke or something before. I hit nothing, but... Cody's big on the bowel movements. How's your your BMs? No, this is you question, fucking Swiss Chris vlogger. Yeah, but you're talking about more, dude. You're talking about, like, your butthole going... <laughs> on the toilet. Oh, yeah, like stoking a cigarette on a yeah. toilet. Uh, just, just, <laughs> just, they've been, they've... They've been just fine, Travis. Thanks for asking, man. Tom, how's your BMs? 
My and by that I mean you're weak. My my uh, how how do you break that down? My big big moments. I'll call a week <laughs> my big moments. Yeah, Tom's big moments. Oh, I've been hungover every day this week. I'm hungover right now. I don't feel what good. What you been doing? I've been drinking. Hey, it's like eight o'clock there. I wake up. I'm upset because I understand th- everything is happening. Um. <laughs> That Everything I, is I happening have a drink, at once. It, it lightens the blow, and then I, I lay in my bed for hours watching My Name is Earl. Oh, that's good stuff. It's a very funny show. I, I highly recommend that one. It's, it's, uh, if Jason Lee was a real man, he would be Earl that he plays in that show. Yeah. So, and you also have his first name would be Travis, because that's a real man. Okay, well, yeah. let's talk about real men tonight. Yeah. Talk about real men. So yeah, no, I definitely felt like a real man tonight. Um, because that part of part of being a real man is being hungover more often than not. Wow, powerful, powerful. Yeah, that's why sentiments. you gotta get more plants when you're hungover. You just gotta breathe in them. Travis, you don't want me to start talking about how many plants I planted this week. <laughs> oh boy, I will put your your ZZ top plant. And your baby vines to shame. <laughs> so I'm not baby. going to. I'm going to spare you the embarrassment. All yeah, right. Man. Well, I'm just saying, start breathing out for your hangovers. Cody, who's hungover, meaning been dead for a while, meaning who we go roast with it. All right. We're doing the one and the only Percy Aldrich Granger tonight. And the easiest way to think about this, gentlemen, is... If Willy Wonka was into music instead of candy and was also a kinky racist. Kinky racist, oh. right? So yeah, that's not, just, not a regular one. That's just Willy kinky Wonka. One. He kept those small people around and played flute for him. Yes, he was small definitely people. culturally insensitive. Yeah. Does this guy have a flute? He's a musician. Do you He's remember, a musician. You remember the remake where they uh, Johnny Depp was Charles? Uh, no, he was Will Wonka. Willy. He was Willy. William. And then they had that one Indian guy playing all the Oompa Loompas, which yeah, further oh, reinforced racial stereotypes that all yeah. Indian people look the same. I don't agree with that, but that's what that movie did. Yeah, I also think that John Depp was just on all of the cocaine for that movie. I can only hope that Indian people think white people look the same, so there's no harm. Continue, yeah. Cody. <laughs> So before we jump into the thick of it, this is a bit of a special episode. This is a listener research assist episode. I'm very happy with the results and I'm excited to share them with you. So big thanks to listener Nick Fanili for assisting with the research. We'll plug his site, faniliusmusic.com. That's F-A-G-N-I-L-L-I-O-U-S music.com. So before everyone starts cramming uh, their own research in our uh, sopping wet research uh box few rules cody why are you talking about my week shaming shoving research into my research box yeah yeah so before you uh feed our research box um any such research uh don't go number one don't go after big fish don't be like yo i I got factoids on hitler we got it it'll 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 come did you well, Co- know? Did you know that Stalin was a very, very, very bad man? Right. Hitler was a vegetarian and an art student. Did you know that? Got it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What? Tra- yes, we did. What Cody is trying to say right now that 
if you're gonna write a script for us, or even pretend to write some notes for we us, we want we want bullets and outlines. Actually, we, we don't want any of it. What we want is to molest you because you're trying <laughs> to take our identity, and we need to beat that out of you. So, okay. Nick, thank you so much for withstanding the force that we gave to you over this weekend. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got really scared because I thought Nick was taking my identity, so I no. somebody put my eyeballs into a cooler, and then giant little robot gnats came down the hallway, and I realized that was Tom Cruise, and I cried. Okay, so fuck? thanks to Nick, because to Nick. he's... Yes, he's done our first... <laughs> first uh, Yep. What are you calling this? An assist, Cody? What word uh, would you use? Listener, listener assisted research episode. Layer. I already came up with the abbreviation and everything. Yay. First layer episode. <laughs> yeah. So, no big fish in the pond. Don't do serial killers. Roast mortem ain't true crime. Ain't nobody have time for that. And bullet points and outlines uh, with links preferred if you want to help us out. But you do you, we'll do us regardless. All right. You guys settled in? You ready for this wild ride? I'll never be settled in. I I have too much going on for me. So yes, just do it. I'm ready to face the music. Said so they're doing a musician, right? You're, you were so happy you nailed that. Yeah, you see what I did there? <laughs> Percy Aldridge Granger, born July 8th, 1882 in Melbourne, Australia. Tom, get ready to do the thing. Oh, all right. <laughs> Wait, so this is our first Australian. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but no. That was Tom Tom Tom's been doing Australian accents for the longest time. Possibly were on those all off the cuff? Yeah, yeah but he, were those all Tom's doing cuff? Australian accents for like Germans. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Do I just have this Good humongous day, skew? Yeah. So am I just mistaken in thinking like 80% of history was done by an Australian because of this? podcast <laughs> possibly <laughs> we did one australian uh but i forgot his name continue cody melbourne melbourne australia percy was born into the most mentally ill modernish family i've ever researched actually so we can all relate on some small level i'm sure are uh, you talking no, like malcolm in the middle mentally ill because he did breaking bad good point yeah well you be the judge uh, say my no, name bitch pinkman Pinkman. That's me. Uh, though his mother was an atheist, during her pregnancy, she would assemble an altar consisting of busts of the Greek gods and focus the gaze of each bust onto the in utero Percy. This was done in hopes of channeling some type of divine talent into the fetus. Wait, she's shoving Greek goddesses up her hooch? N- no, Travis. She's like making a altar, putting the faces of statues of Greek gods, and then angling them all so like, they're looking and concentrating on the fetus that is Percy. Right. Wait, but they can't see through the belly. Travis, you're believing already in a universe where there's Greek gods, like Zeus is having sex with cows. You're not questioning that, but the belly, there's... It's a physical manifestation of insanity. Altars. Greek gods looking at a uterus, and this isn't too long ago, and this isn't Greece. This is fucking 1882 Australia. They probably have a lot of gyros there, or gyros, del- depending on how much of trash you are. <laughs> they have oh. bin chickens. Bin chickens, careful. Bin chicken gyro. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. 
So Percy's father was a functioning alcoholic uh, architect slash painter. Uh, frequently, he'd abandon his family to go on three to four day benders. He'd usually be found sleeping in his favorite gutter. Like that type of alcoholic. It was one of those abusive family situations where the drunken dad smacked around the mom and the mom smacked around the kid when, you know, he misbehaved. You know, the term is corporal punishment, but it's, you know, just just dandy in the old family life for Percy throughout his very early years. Okay. Rock and roll. This is how childhood in a. Stunningly confusing move, Daddy Dearest leaves his family for good, moving to England in order to get sober. Good day. Like what? Like the, <laughs> why, that's the why last are you going to England? Go. Yeah. Why are why you why are you doing that? You could go, go to Germany. Away. Germany would be a bad place for that too. Because they're yeah. really they, they they drink a lot. And they also shun themselves there. Actually go to Germany because while they do drink a lot, they also hate themselves. <laughs> Wait, but this is pre-hate themselves. This is like the 1800s. This is when they thought they were the shit. Hating themselves yeah, goes that, goes very far back. Right. Very far back. So he's like, I got to get away from my family. Go to go to England to get away from the beer. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Mm. That makes as much sense as gills on a potato. Uh, presumably, on his way out the door, he bid a final goodbye to his wife and was like... By the way, I have a side chick that gave me syphilis. Go go get yourself checked when you can. Little syphilis, my brain gonna melt like red lobster biscuits. What up? You know the game. We've talked you know about the- untreated syphilis several times on the podcast. Oh, and, baby. And what's so great about it is that it will give you texture. It's a lumpy disease. It'll <laughs> rip your skin apart. You'll go oh, insane. And I don't know... Wh- what else you would want? It Drippy really Cox? is the gift that keeps on giving. It's like every every, every kiss be begins with S. Right, syphilis. We all want to be special. Why not allow a disease to separate us from the other people? Mm-hmm. Get a disease. Fuck penicillin. Mm-hmm. I hate science. Lose your job and go on state Medicare. Tell me how it's going. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, so Cody, I'm on, yeah. I have bated breath right now. Does little baby Percy got that little weird? This very good, Travis. This b- b- syphilis revelation freaked out, you know, the mother because she's like, "Oh my god!" Not "Oh my god!" because she's gonna die from syphilis and her, you know, heads are gonna fall out. She was like, "Oh, my son is a product of." not immaculate conception is he going to be some kind of syphilitic mutant when he grows up but thankfully no this was not the case percy did not have syphilis and nor did he get any developmental issues because of his mom being syphilitic during conception i bet he was so pissed off because like he probably wanted to go to school and be like guess what guys got syphilis yeah that's right i fucks I fu- he's been in a vagina technically They're like wait you're a little bit too young for that he's like no nah, don't worry about it yeah check out this drippy penis so mother cons- like was were didn't happen nothing to fruition but mother constantly worried little percy was uh gonna be like a little syphilitic semen demon growing up but because she was worried she became one of the worst helicopter parents of history just making sure he's always okay like nearly inseparable, like 
super crazy, smothering, psychological, deep-rooted fuckery afoot here with this relationship. Is she, like, the equivalence to Asian Dr. Lipschitz? Wow. What a fucking <laughs> reference and a half there. Yeah, have fun uh, with yes. that. Yeah, let's say yes. I got one of them Asian mothers. They're crazy. This is, like, 80-fold an Asian mother. Like, ooh, bad. Wow, that's base. She, I'm surprised she didn't choke that kid out immediately. <laughs> wow, so good old coming of age Australian boy. You're doing yes. it wrong. Yep, that's pretty much probably how Rose, her name is Rose, sounded when she talked to Percy. Uh, they had super strict, like like guidelines. If she wasn't smothering him, she was doing a little of the corporal punishment for, you know, even the slightest misstep Percy would do. And our boy Percy would be spanked by his mother throughout his early years. Spoilers, it would only taper off when he was like 16 fucking years old. Wow. That's how you raise a child. Yeah. And it started, uh, you know, that awkward situation started to unfold where it was like, Percy, are you enjoying this? And he was just like. Yes, kind of, because he would ask his mother for, like, an extra one or two before the session be closed. Mm. Oops, I forgot to take my shoes off again. Oh, excuse me, he's Australian. I forgot to take my shoes off again, Mom. (laughs) That was too English. I lost it. Fuck. That was good. It doesn't matter. It's in there. Mom, my shoes, they're still on. Would you beat me to death? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, these maternally issued paddlings persisted throughout his teenage years but the uh the dummy mommy hijinks wouldn't end there uh rose would manage the socially awkward percy's friend list around the clock so she decided who spends time with percy and for you know for fucking how long right with each friend so she's like running his schedule it's important i mean you don't want your kid hanging out i'm burger king getting smarter I don't know what to say to that. Yeah. Well, there's a sad truth to it. And that's why we didn't give a real belly laugh there. <laughs> it was all of us cracking up on the inside. Yeah. The microphones don't pick that up. It's a ter- it's the, the idea of quivering in truth. <laughs> yeah. I squirmed. I so speak true. truth to power. I'm from BuzzFeed. There you go. Congratulations on keeping your job. <laughs> keeping it real, keeping a job. Uh, with an exception of 90 days of formal schooling, Percy was entirely homeschooled and self-taught in isolation, or as Mike would say, autodidactic. Thank you. Mike, What would you like to weigh? Oh, I forgot. Mike can't weigh in tonight because he's at a birthday party for a white supremacist. Autodidactic. Autotrictrix. Autotectec minis. Um, he was taught liberal arts and was noted to have a gift in tickling the old ivory keys. His mother fostered his musical talent around the clock. Percy was more or less deprived of a childhood. He never really emotionally matured. He was that sort of cheeky manlet you all know from high school. So, Cody, when you say ivory keys, are you talking about an elephant's tusk? Was he playing with that with his fingers? Yes, in the form of a pianist. Oh, he's playing with his penis. Okay. He's a a big old penis right now. How many penis jokes can Travis make this episode? Let's find out. 72. There you go. Now you have to do that. 
No. <laughs> we, we, we follow through with all of our promises here at Roast Mortem. You're going to have to make at least 72 penis jokes. And I that's that going to be like, like one every two minutes. That's going to be annoying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so going to do that. Um, okay. We're going to upload a different version of the podcast to the feed. This is the one you're listening to. We just recorded Travis doing 72 penis jokes in a row. It I wasn't worth it. Out. Yeah, Thank it's you, on, Zwick, for cutting all that out. It's on tour. Mm-hmm. Aside from an unhealthy dosage of ass-smacking, Mummy Dearest would also issue Percy viciously racist teachings and ideologies. Mother Dearest had the whole erroneous Aryan supremacy vibe going on. And, of course, that rubbed off onto the child she was smothering day in and day out. Percy, our subject. So, we're in Australia. Are we talking about the aboriginals right now? Okay, this is the weirdest flavor of racism I've ever licked. Are you ready for this? Gays okay. aren't um, a race. <laughs> no, sure. Wait, wow. Cody licks gays. No, no. Sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> it's a weird flavor of racism. It's Percy is this racist that does not have any bad feelings towards minorities but he just believes they're not capable of higher complexity endeavors. Right, which is racism. Because that's what yes. every white supremacist, if you ever talk to a, a, a racist, I've talked to a couple white supremacist people, and they all say the same thing. I don't hate black people. It's not about that. Yes, yes. It's about that, you know, they, they don't have the intellect, the beans I got my head yeah. stirring around inside. It's yes, Every racist says that. <laughs> Except for the really dumb ones. The really racist who, ones... The, do other things. Right. The ones the ones who um who are blatantly like, I hate this, yada yada yada. The other racists think they're idiots. Yes. Okay, okay guys? And to <sighs> draw a, an an even more awkward picture than that, just imagine uh Percy would have no problem like having lunch with Wesley Snipes. But if Wesley Snipes ever said, like, hey, I'm an award-winning, like, big-screen actor, Percy would be like, <laughs> no, you're not. That type of racism. Uh, How cute. Ooh, that kind of reminds mm -hmm. me of those weird, like, scientists that went out west and they were, like, studying Native Americans. And they're like, these savages. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh. Like, they're, like, subhumans. I mean, that's like the real racist, right? When you talk about yeah. subhumans and shit. Subhumans. Yeah, when they're Unless like... it's just slaves. Right. <laughs> wow, you made me pop my microphone with that well, spit take. Either way, um, yeah. I don't know if we need to paint this picture, but us here at Rose Mortem don't care much for racism. <laughs> we sure don't. So if you gotta, if you got to so, twist this one up and have fun with it, good luck. So Percy is a racist. Not just not a seething racist. I just Spoilers want to be called a racist all the time because I'm oh, not. Mm. I just want it. I want it to happen. Oh, I want it to happen because. Do you know who says they're not racists? Racists. Yeah. Well, thanks, Cody. See, he's getting started. <laughs> <laughs> you, you make it so easy, Tom. I make it easy because what are you going to so, do? Yeah. Uh, Percy, that type of racist. Percy would actually go on. Spoilers. We'll talk about this later. But Percy would go on to like. Uh, not fucking with you, befriend the Zulu tribe. Oh, oh the whole he, tribe, he, eh? The, the, the whole Every single caboodle. one? All <laughs> so, of them. So he didn't, I mean? he didn't just go like, oh, I have a black friend. It's okay. He's like, I have a black tribe friend. It's okay. They, the whole <laughs> the tribe. Zulu well, we're very close. Yeah. <laughs> All of them. 
They all love me. They love my antics. They actually kill elephants for me so I can make new pianos. But yes, he was that type of racist. Had black friends. Oh, look at you. But not foaming at the gash, like do violent things to people he didn't like. Um, Again, backtracking mother made him this way. The super racist. When person like... There is such a thing of be- as being born blonde and your hair just darkens over time. I, I wouldn't was like know that. because that happened to yeah, me. Were you, were you two like that? Okay. Yeah. I, I just always had like the jet black hair. You're Asian. So like, uh, yes, it's Asian. I'm sorry you've it's never Asian seen a variety. <laughs> it's uh, I learned I kind you laugh, but I kind of learn something new every so often. Like this here thing. It's just like wow, that happens to people that are all white. But um, when his hair started to darken, his mother freaked out and dunked his ass into a vat of peroxide to bleach him back to a Aryan-approved color of blonde. That kind of worked. That I kind of did the same thing. My mom allowed me to use sun in when I was a boy because we would spend our holidays down at the classy Jersey Shore Seaside oh, Heights mm, back that. when uh, the finest composers, uh, Smash Mouth, were popular. Wow. So I was like, Mom, I want to put sun in in my hair. So and I was sun in helps you revert to your Aryan roots. Is Not it, my I, Aryan roots, to my Smash Mouth roots, to my lounge pop, 90s lounge pop roots. Mm. I'm still freaking out about how you guys used to be blonde. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Um, yeah. Wow. Surprised. Uh, fuckery like this fostered Percy to be as unique, blossoming racist as I aforementioned. So, as I said, Percy thought, like, only Aryan-type people were great at complex endeavors, and one of those things was music. So Percy's like, oh, the, the, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed naturally excel at music, so it must logically mean the best musician in the world is an Aryan-looking fucker, and he believed that to his core, and that would resurface throughout this fucking episode. Lol. Uh, Percy is such a stickler for English shit that he invented something called blue-eye English, or blue-eyes English, or blue-eyed English, and it would be him rewriting words that didn't sound English enough so they'd appease his OCD. So... And this was mostly in the music sphere of terminology. So Great. Percy would refer to crescendos as loud hugelies. And, <laughs> and he would call the audience listeners because audience sounds a little too Greek or French. And he would call the viola a middle fiddle because that sounded too European. A middle fiddle. A middle fiddle and crescendos are loud hugelies. I'll give you a middle fiddle. <laughs> well, look, I, 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 maybe maybe I can't get down with why he's changing these names, but to be honest, the names are good. The huge loudlies that makes you a like lot the huge. You like the loud hugelies? I do. I like the loud hugelies. I'm wow. in brass section. I said loud hugely, not crescendo. <laughs> yeah, get loud hugely. Yeah, it's great. It's fine. Everything's good so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the age of 12, he was hailed as a child prodigy in the musical circuit, playing for the assorted bigwigs, most notably the Royal Exhibition Building in 1894. So he's like Actually, the equivalent of some kid that would be good at Fortnite nowadays. Yeah, he can, he can build a, you know, a one-by-one one real quick. 
or what whatever the fuck is they call Fortnite? It. Battle Royale with building. It's stuff. Legos, but you shoot each other in the penis. Okay, but just to be clear, well, yeah. What is Fortnite? <laughs> this could go on forever, man. Yeah. How much do you want? <laughs> Cody's here for you. How there. much do you want? Maybe it's a question that's not supposed to be answered. Okay. It's the end of all things to come and ever will be. We can move along. I've seen a Fortnite, but I still don't get it. So can, <laughs> let's go, Cody. Let's get more into Percy here. Eventually, Percy and Dommy Mommy Rose realized Australia wasn't the most vivacious and happening of musical scenes. Uh, I would agree with them. They got Sydney Opera House. That looks like a clam. Name the second thing they have. I dare you. Because everyone's uh, like, oh, Cody, they have Sydney. Sydney got the Opera House. Sydney Crab Shack. Blood Duster. Damaged. King Parrot. Portal. Okay. I do like KP. It's good. Uh, good music. Pendulum. Pen- they got Pendulous. Wow. All right. Is Ed Sheeran corrected. from Australia? Yeah. Let's say he is. <laughs> sure. Why not? I'm in love with the taste of you. That's the name of the song I heard it the other day. I'm convinced he changed it last minute to not be that. I've seen fire in your anus. Who wow. is Fortnite Ed Sheeran? <laughs> Dude, Sydney Crabshack, Doc. Let me. J- I'll continue com. while you Google that or whatever. I will. All right, Cody. Let's get some more. So. Realize Australia, I'm going to stand by that statement. Probably at the time, not great for music. There's more other, more other better English speaking musical uh, venues across Europe. So the two relocate to Frankfurt, of all places, in 1895. Germany? Yeah, Germany. That doesn't speak English. They do it enough. They speak hot dog. They speak hot dog. Uh, so this is about the time where the corporal punishment finally stops. Maybe Rose, the mother, was just like, oh, you're enjoying that too much, or I'm going to not. What is that, but, honey? What is that in your pants after I just spanked you? You have a ruler in there? You got a Frankfurter? 12 inches. Frankfurter. Every time I see my grandmother, she goes, would you like a Frankfurter sandwich? <laughs> Would you like a pop with that Frankfurter sandwich? She's like, do you like Frankfurter sandwiches, Tom? First time she, Gabby met her. Hi, Gabby. Do you like Frankfurter sandwiches? Oh, you're not joking. Okay. <laughs> no, not at all. There's no joke there. Just one of those awkward, like, antiques of the human language. We got the hamburger or, and the Frankfurter. English language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, hamburger. Yes. Sa- I love hamburger sandwiches. Uh, hamburger I love sandwiches. that term. And yes, if you're wondering, I like Frankfurters. But um, it's charming how I need to get a lesson in Frankfurters before I eat one every time. So uh, Percy stops getting spanked. But don't worry, he takes up self-flagellation at this time because the mommy uh, endorsed floggings are no more. Sometimes you got to just feel some dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to feel something. Most notably, a leather whip to his scrote or his back. Oh, yeah, baby. So he's in there good. He's not he's not pussyfooting around. He's he's uh, hit himself where it hurts. And this is just something Percy would not be able to shake throughout the rest of his life. So I want you to imagine each of the chapters we're about to touch Percy Granger. He either has just come from a self like flagellation session or he's excited about the next one he's about to go to because it's throughout his entire life kinky 
Do you kinky, think, very kinky. Do you think that his penis was permanently erect because of all the scarring? You know what I mean? When you whip something, you make a scar, dude. Yeah, scars are tough. So everyone think about a scarred tissue dick? Anyone? Yeah, scar tissue that you wish you saw as the red chills. That was poetic did. as shit. Oh, that's why. Yeah, because he didn't write it. Cody. Anthony Kiedis wrote it. Out of the three <laughs> songs you've ever heard, which one is your favorite? Uh, Rudolph. That's a good song. Good song. That's a good one. June! June! Banger! Banger! So, between spells of self-flagellation in Frankfurt, Percy received exquisite pianist tutelage here and exceeded enough to turn some heads and make a splash. However, pre-World War I tensions were brewing, and Percy and Mother noped out of Britain in 1901. Noped out of Germany? Noped out of Germany to Britain, excuse me, in 1901. So he's just like, "Uh, maybe we want to be on the ally side of this conflict. Mother, let's go. Well, they weren't that racist. Mm, no. Well, it saved them because that got gross in there. Uh, mommy, why is everyone walking around with spiky hats on? Time to go, honey. This way. Because they hate the, your rights. Get the easy pass. Get the easy pass, honey. <laughs> um, in Britain, they were well received, even having uh, Queen Alexandra and King Edward becoming uh, Percy heads, quote unquote. Hey. It's like a fish head. Do they do festivals? Yeah, yeah you know it. He does festivals, or he does tours, rather, I should say. Um, In Britain, the music sphere had a slightly different taste and climate than what Percy was used to. In Britain, a skilled pianist was held in, like, high society. It's like, ah, you're a a musician, you're a uh, classic musician, fancy pants. Percy's just kind of like, "Ah, I'm good at the piano. And he thought it was, yeah, go ahead. This is also, keep in mind, this is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, right? We're in, like, 1912, right? I mean, what, like, wax just started? But, like, if you wanted to listen to music, you had to have a piano, man. You had to have a little monkey. You had to have a little monkey to play you your music. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Live music required. So the scene is happening, and Percy thinks he's over-exalted. He's like, this is, you know... Music is for the everyman, not you high-class inbred British twats. That's what he said? Yeah, well, I'm paraphrasing. Okay. Look at my scarred penis. <laughs> this made um, Percy's helicopter mother uh, rock hard. She's like, yes, my son is respected in a higher-class society now with them, um, you know, which royalty is part of. Uh, this had her tighten the reins on Percy's social life. He was maternally forbidden to fraternize with acquaintances of lesser wealth or social standings. Percy would surprisingly offer private piano lessons to supplement his income, but his mother had to like agree to like which student. And the thing is, if the lesson went even like a minute long, the mother would just kick in the doors and like throw the student out. It's like Wait, crazy shit. So we're talking, still talking about Mama. How old is this guy right now? He's 19, you know, he's a teenage still. He's still a teenager? Okay. I was like picturing him like 35 or something. No, no, he's still a teenager. This guy lives, this guy lives hard, young, and really slowly at the end of his life. (laughs) He lived a full life, but like the last bits of it were just like, oh, okay, you were doing that. But most of the stuff is front loaded for this gentleman. Okay. 
Um, at the ripe age of 19, Percy has his first ever girlfriend, a married woman of an open relationship. And initially, Percy, right? Shit happens. Back then? Yeah. That's fucking sick. No, it's not sick. It's dumb. Well, nah, dude. He went it. straight for the experience. Open the man that knows what he wants. It's a man who. Look, I'm not. I can't get into this right now. It's late <laughs> at night. I'm hungover. But ah. Well, the weird thing that will probably continue your disapproval, Tom, is Percy's mo- Percy's mom was just like, "This is a great idea." Like she's not gonna like fuck you over with like some youthful indiscretion she's experienced and if you're ever overwhelmed sweetie you just tag her husband in like (laughs) his mom thought this was like the training wheels of a relationship being a boyfriend to a married woman so let me ask you how rich was the husband i don't know must have been up there this is why i ask these questions good because chances are that was a poor husband She's not going to be cool with that. So yeah, not, that's true. This man does not have the social status for you to be swapping gummies. That's not <laughs> going to work. This is going to fall through. I know it. <laughs> I know that when you two touch dicks. Oh, oh, I didn't think threesome. Why did you go to threesomeville? I'm not. What's the point of having a, a extra boyfriend in a marriage? Come on. Cody, if I put my balls in, in my hand and then I yeah. touch my hand on your face you have now touched my balls that's correct? true right that's why now I don't pretend shake your the hand. woman pretend the woman is the hand i don't mean to objectify <laughs> where are you going with this what i'm saying is that when they're touching dicks like this if that was a poor man there's nothing to glom on to this has got to be a rich husband and i don't want to spend okay. an entire evening breaking no, this down no, no, for no. you guys but you understand oh, I totally. what i'm saying I got it. I'm totally okay. on board, Tom. I know it's the rich dude. He didn't work in a McDonald's. He was not a. He was in a Hungry Jack. Oh, <laughs> he wasn't That's the true. Hungry Jack. He was maybe the owner of a Hungry Jack. I that, think you you're close. I think he was the owner of Outback Steakhouse, the first one in like oh. 1917. That's when the business started. Fair Brisbane? enough. He was the owner of Percy's Boner. <laughs> wow. Yeah, poetic. Um, this relation, like this relationship was eventually broken off because Percy's mom realized it's like, oh, my son is going to want to fuck you instead of playing piano. Oops, my bad. Call off everything, Percy. And Percy's just like, yes, mama, and broke up with his only girlfriend he's ever had. Wait, so he didn't get to fuck? Oh, he got to fuck. But when the fucking got in the way of the piano, the mom helicopter demon was just like, you got to not have the girlfriend anymore. Well, I think the real thing is, is that she didn't want his talent to, he's got two talents, right? He's got, yeah. In order to be a good pianist, you have 10 fingers, right? But you need your 11th. You need your 11th one to hit that, those bass notes, right? Right. So if he's worn out, if he's been pumping all with this guy and his wife, you know, maybe it's going into his butt, the guy's butthole or something. It's a little bit rough. Of course. Yeah. You don't want to wear out your 11th finger for the baseline. My my 11th finger reaches the pedals, doesn't yours? (laughs) It doesn't move much. 
No, mine mine actually I could slam those pedals. No, mine actually plucks the strings uh, on the piano. Oh, it, it goes it, it all re- the way around and plucks glass pencile. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pluck. Yes, mine too has a fingernail that I need <laughs> a certain way. Knuckle and everything. I feel dirty. This is a terrible podcast. Continue. <laughs> yes. Well, uh Segue there is like let's all feel dirty at this time Percy got back into the habit of self whipping <laughs> Percy meticulously recorded every minute detail of these self-harm sessions in journals and even included photo documentation with the lens details included so it'd be like oh f stop was this distance from lens to me was this Cody et cetera et cetera please et cetera. tell me you have an entry Please tell me you have an entry in this journal. Oh, no, I, do- oh, I don't. Oh. I don't. oh, well, we don't. don't really have to be angry at Cody today. We can be angry at Nick. Do you, what do you expect it to be? Just, oh, there's a fucking welt. Did that with a fucking studded leather belt. Well, Cody will never find out. At least not during the duration of this podcast. Thanks to Nick. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it, Nick. Thank I just you. wanted to learn about his penis. Nick, I deal with this all the time. You, you, you see, you see what I fucking have to deal with. So this S and M wasn't just whip based either. Um, we, I don't have a picture, but I do have um, a blurb from a letter he wrote to a private confidant of his, and I think you guys will enjoy this. Uh, Percy expressed a desire to quote unquote sticking two fish hooks slung on four pulleys one of each into a woman's breasts and then pulley raising the fish hooks till the weight of the woman's body caused the fish fish hooks to rip through the breast flesh. Ooh. Mm. So he's not just a leather guy. He's also into um, the Pearsons and such. I'm the only person I've ever met that thinks that Rob Zombie is a bad director. A great musician. I think that Percy mm. had been watching a little too much Clive Barker, a little too much Rob Zombie, and then starts jotting down these notes, trying to shock his mom into thinking that he's special. Also, having zero balls to be like, Mom, go die. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you want to, if you're into suspension, you're into suspension. I'm just saying, consent, dog. Yeah, ladies gotta want to have those fish hooks in their her tits. This Good luck, truth. Percy. <laughs> Godspeed, uh, you dumb idiot. Yeah, you guys uh, didn't read this, but he interesting. I just thought it was interesting. He spells through like a millennial when he says uh, cause the fish hooks to rip through the breast flesh. It's spelled T H R U. Oh, drive through dog. That's yeah, that's called like, the drive. That you actually are time. supposed to do that at the drive through. So there's. There's play in the, in the bondage community. You go to a, a McDonald's. Uh, you have to have a special waitress, and she oh, goes, "Oi, uh, you want the McFish?" And then you slap those two fish hooks on. You drive away. Where is the closest the closest McBondles? McBondles. Where can I where can I find the nearest Long Bond Silver? <laughs> Ooh, where? Uh, how am I gonna do this? Bondage Taco King. Bond, that's a bit of a, uh, a stretch. I'm sure there's another one, uh, but Travis, Dairy Queen, you're kind of gross because you talk about this like willy nilly. Well, Tom, you're a big old cuck in the box. A cuck Whoa. in the box? What? That's ah! 
How dare you call me a cuck? That that antiquated insult is <laughs> is far below me. Well, if you think about it, a cuck in a box really isn't a cuck because it's in a box. Yeah. True. It knows not what's going on outside. So whether its wife <laughs> is being fucked or not, it's Schrodinger's <laughs> cock is is what's going on. Percy lamented on not having children of his own. He expressed a desire to share in the joy of brutalizing with any offspring he'd have. He wanted children that would obediently consent to his floggings. Mm. So I don't really know what the fuck is going on here. If Percy's self-flagellation kink is more than a kink, like we understand he does it for sexual gratification, but is it more than that? Does he just do it for gratification in general? That's non-sexual because he's talking about doing it with children, his children, his theoretical children at this point. Right. So is this the first comparison you're officially making to Willy Wonka with the treatment of Oompa Loompas? Uh-huh. Beating the shit out of the small four-foot, five-person around you. Yeah, making them feel bad, even though they got it bad already. <laughs> yes, sir, I'll clean out your tubes. <laughs> Long story short, if he had kids, he would have beat them to shit and expected them to like it and consent. Rest assured, no kids. This cycle of what I presume is a mental health issue is terminated with Percy himself. So he's a fucking weird sicko. And speaking of masochistic behavior, uh, Percy also took up the hobby of jogging. Like, oh, my God. I love jogging. (laughs) Yeah, Travis, you used to jog all the time. Yeah, I love jogging. You're also into SMM, you sick fuck. (laughs) Why did you stop jogging, Travis? Because my organs fell out of my body. I don't know, man. You could wear a... a, uh, What what is this thing the ladies wear? I'm wearing uh, one right now. I'm wearing one right now, so if I laugh too hard. Yeah, you're wearing your Spanx. You're wearing your uh, corset. Oh, those. Okay. Yeah, just wear one of those, Travis, and go yeah. running down the street of Portland, and everyone will go, oh, look at they run. I, <laughs> trust me, they will be running once I'm better, once I can lift over uh, 20 pounds. And back to <laughs> the thing. You're weak now. <laughs> I am. <laughs> back to you the will thing. never know. You but, are the lucky charms of men. <laughs> wow. I am. But also, um, what is with Australian people and just beating kids? Because, like, didn't they have that thing? There was a whole Simpsons episode that's, like, real, right? Where they, like, boot the kid or something. They cane him in Australia. Well, Caning? Yeah, caning's a... Use a cane. It's built into DNA. Now, no one... It's no surprise to anyone that Australia is criminals. <laughs> yes. So, inherently, Thanks if you're listening. an Australian parent, you are going to want to beat your kid, punish them for the things they're going to do later. When you cannot beat them as easily. You don't want to fall behind on that at all. Exactly, Cody. Be, be, be proactive on that shit. Beat your children. Please don't. So, Cody, what were you going to talk about? Joggers being like really yeah. cool and shit? Yeah, he gets into jogging. Percy refused to use period-appropriate methods of traveling. No stagecoaches, no trans for Percy. He'd just fill up a comically huge uh, rucksack and just hoof it. Sometimes 60 fucking miles to, like, the next venue he had to play. Oh, no. I mean, there's, all right, there's jogging casually, and then there's people that are, like, joggers. Oh. Like those. Now the line's been crossed The line has been crossed. Yeah, absolutely. Like, hold on. Have you guys ever, do a quick Google search for me. Look up cyclists' legs. 
I've seen that. That's a It's fucking horrific. Like, don't after, do after something that much where that happens. Tom, how do you like these legs? I'm gonna look right now. Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh! No! This is... Do you know the face from the Lord of the Rings? Uh, from the trees of the Lord of the Rings? Yeah, the Ents. Oh, yeah, the Ents. Imagine that was your legs. And, and, and they, they didn't... And the only hobbits they were carrying were your testicles as they shriveled upon the seat in which you spend all your time. <laughs> oh! No, no there one should go. ride bicycles that much. That's for sure. Yeah, don't jog that much either because your legs also look fucked. Probably. I don't have any photographic depictions of the Percy leg. But what, what we can all agree on is everyone should always be shaving their legs. Yeah, and their chests. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need you need at all times. It's only safe to be prepared and be uh, water dynamic, right? You need to be whew, fluid, uh, hydrodynamic, hydrodynamic at all, at all times. It's fantastic. Oh, <laughs> pretty so gross, he's right? Everywhere. <laughs> he's jogging everywhere. He's getting the weird leg, presumably. Uh, but because Percy's not a Christ man, Jesus, he can't walk on water, and still had to occasionally resort to steamships. However, when such Bitch. was the case, Percy would approach the captain and volunteer to shovel coal for the voyage. She's like, let me let me let me burn some calories feeding your steamers. And a wise captain would never refuse free help or free labor. So the captain agreed and Percy would be on coal shoveling duty partway through the voyage. The captain would see how his new coal shoveling uh, gentleman would be faring in the boiler room and the captain would walk in on Percy ass naked shoveling coal into the boilers and the captain would be like what the fuck are you doing and percy would simply just reply exercising good for percy <laughs> yeah dude i being in a room naked i know whenever i'm in like uh holiday and express and they have that gym no, they have that no. gym room right like you, i'm what? in there naked for sure all the time that's not wiping down any of the seats room that's a glass room usually travis <laughs> good Look right in. There you can see a man who loves to jog, loves to wear corsets, gets around. Travis, you get around. Yeah, get around. By vehicle, unlike Percy. I would be on the steamship and eating all of the chocolate on the steamship. He would be Naked? Foot Locker's number one customer, wearing out the soles of his... Uh, what's? Why are shoes at Foot Locker so bad? Why is every shoe dumb? Dude, every shoe falls apart. It's garbage. They look like shit. They look like shrink-wrapped feet. They're just dumb. Wow. I hate walking into a place that's supposed to sell shoes and sells bags. Tom, you don't want them Jordans? Jordans are dumb looking. All right. Sorry for the tangent. No, but a naked coal-shoveling Percy leads many a historian to believe that this guy had some kind of undiagnosed hyperactivity disorder. So that may explain some self-flagellation and other things we're going to look at. Was he completely naked or was he wearing socks? Because if he was wearing socks and he was naked, then he is clinically insane. I agree with that. Yeah. Or if he was doing the Diddy Kong. Oh, like the shirt. tank top and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or was that a t-shirt? Uh, <clears throat> the fan base, uh, Percy, 
would know and love would bestow onto him the novel nickname the jogging pianist which sounds hilariously dirty for some reason percy would embrace this kayfabe for his musical performances and he would jog around the stage and hurdle over pianos and patrons and just be like i'm the jogging pianist enjoy me this guy's an idiot yeah yeah this guy doesn't yeah. get what people are making fun of him well he does great music but he runs around like a jerk you think of this you always want to see me run but you know i can run all the way shut up percy i feel shut like d- at some point in the story does he fall into like like a bucket of blue paint and then he's just the first blue man group yeah he <laughs> just starts doing it just smacking on pipes yeah Oh, so this is like fan service type buffoonery that Percy's doing. The bourgeois British patrons adored his quirkiness. He's like, oh, he's charming. Look at him. But one thing his higher class patrons didn't approve of was Percy prepared and played. So the furthest seat in the entire venue could hear him comfortably. You know what I mean? It's like, so what if this person paid the least he should hear my music just as well and just as comfortably. So he heard it. He played with no dynamics. Everything was on 10. Yep. What, what did he call this- it? Big, big, bigly loud or something. Uh, loud, uh, huge loud loudlies. <laughs> loud hugelies. He was Ed Bighead of the huge loudlies. <laughs> yes. So he played for the cheap seats, which made his performance nearly unbearable to everyone else. Dude, in the he's the godfather of arena rock. This guy's a regular wow. old Bon Jovi. Wow. <laughs> Playing for the cheap seats. Yeah. Trying to get out of Jersey. Mm-hmm. Well, you could sell more cheap sheets. Sheets, sheets, sheets. Who cares? Yeah. Billy Joel lost to a chess game to my girlfriend. Take really? that Long Island and your eggs, your egg sandwiches. Yeah, in Jersey, I'm not forgetting about you, uh, Bruce Springsteen. More like Bruce... River Dirty. <laughs> All right. From a true New Yorker. <laughs> I second that. Yeah. Because right. you see what I did there? Because everyone is like, Jersey Dirty. And I'm like, you have a spring in your name? No way. You got a dirt. Dart. I like explaining my jokes. I love him. <laughs> you do, you're the funniest guy in the podcast. Cody, more please. Uh, Percy's critics lambasted him for his overuse of decibels. It's like, the guy plays too loudly. But either because he is a twit or a mega brave visionary, Percy, Percy accepted the crit- criticism as a compliment. He's like, oh, thank you. I do play too loudly. So he's a little fucking weirdo. Mm. And here begins the slightly cringy experimental phase of Percy Granger. Percy would attempt to achieve beatless music by writing to a constantly fluctuating time signature. So he's kind of being like, who says music's got to have a pattern to it? And it's just like, well, everyone kind of. Right. Um, Listening to music that is an audio experience. Travis, let's talk briefly about the time we saw Venetian snares. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Because that's what this sounds like. Vinicius Snares is a great artist, but I think he went off the deep end as he stopped uh, paying attention to any rules of music and went full on sound experience. Well, he also stopped smoking meth or something. Yeah, no, he started smoking that gas station CBD they have in Winnipeg. Yeah, no, it was a big letdown. We were like, oh, what has he got? 
he's got this like uh what is it the laptop uh guitar the upside down guitar it, it was a nightmare okay so uh. really seriously no jokes here <laughs> venetian snares is known for his odd time signatures but he had one specifically which is seven over four most of his songs were in seven over four it's a little jarring to the average listener but once you get into it there's a groove the okay. last thing you should do is change your time signature every single measure if you want friends <laughs> okay. aren't there a lot friends. of metal thing people that do that though yeah, no, no. I mean, there's technical death metal and stuff like that, but they still can appreciate that. Like, like bands like uh, here's an example: Deeds of Flesh. They go back and forth between straight notes and triplets. That seems really jarring, but it all makes sense. Like every riff makes it. You can hum the riffs almost because right. there's a catchiness to them. And there's like, yeah, there's transitions where they'll throw in one or two odd times or change the time signature for one bar or two bars, but then they find something else. And they latch onto that. It's a theme. You can't just constantly be doing that. It's dumb. And I'm going to shut up now. Okay? Dude, but like sound, sound is like the ocean, dude. And have you ever been in the ocean? You know that there are seals in the ocean. And there's also sand. And there's also coral. And if you put them all together in a blender, what do you get? Ocean shake. And that's how you do music. Zwick, free, okay. free, uh, feel free to cut out all my serious banter just now. Um, as this show is for education, not opinions. <laughs> no jokes. Mm. Keep the ocean shaken because that is going to be my new business model. It basically tastes like bad seafood. Amenist. I'll take a thousand. Anyway, uh, experimental phase. Percy is doing beatless music, fluctuating time signatures, and he starts calling like, "Hey, he's, like this music is for." higher beings not necessarily you humans and it's just like this whole gross experimental phase that he's trying out however 1903 rolls around and he has a tour date in south africa and this is where those lovely zulu tribesmen come into play he's deciding to go out on a jog you know but before a performance goes out meets you know zulu tribesmen hits it off they love him because because they're joggers as well. They're joggers yeah. as well, and he's a little bit more well-mannered than the other white folk of South Africa at the time, if you catch my drift. Yes. Uh, even though he was racist, he was the nicest <laughs> man to black people because South, America, South, South African white Africa. people are ridiculous. They are, yeah. they, they are asleep. They're that They're racist. They've never They're been awake. Yeah. They've been dre <laughs> They're dreaming in in whiteout. Ooh. What, what about Ninja? He's racist too. I asked him. Mm. <laughs> He's the most racist man. Everyone start canceled Deantward because we don't really know how that should be said. I agree. Uh, Percy goes jogging, finds these Zulu guys. They get it off. They they they're like, hey, you're fun. You're quirky and. Percy's like, likewise, and they, they're instantly friends, and Percy rounds them all up and marches them back to the, you know, the nearby South African uh, city, and Percy's like, concert tickets for all of my Zulu mates, and Percy's manager was just like, oh my god, get those guys out of here right now if you want them to live. Oh, right. 
Oh, because South, South Africa is a hellscape. <laughs> so you remember before we were, we were talking about types of racists at the beginning of the episode? Yeah. I don't feel like he is the racist now because he's yeah. nice. So it's it's a it's a weird awkward. Feeling. Yeah, but he yeah I no mean, he also thinks that these people are like dog people. Like he found not, a bunch of dogs that not like dogs, followed but just, him. He found a, a, a group of non musicians, non artists, and non craftsmen that are still humans, but like oh these Zulu people can't you know make music or do art or you know quote unquote higher endeavors of humanity. Okay. There's still what people think, what that can be friends. Percy, what do you think Percy Granger would make of Ice Cube? Excuse me, Ice Tea. Oh, he'd he'd be cool with Ice Tea, but he'd but he's be an like, artist I, and he's opinion. Yeah, Percy would be like, "That's not art." Oh, that's rude. Yeah. Okay. Percy uh, would be like, "Yeah, S S V U, not art, not art, not art." So they they wrap up this um, South African tour without reigniting the Boer War, which I guess you can call that a success. After returning to England, Percy sprang a huge floppy boner for folk music. It was a good music without the supremacy and pomp and circumstance that the elite British concert goers demanded. He was right. charmed by the level of everyman feel to it. Just like, I'm blue, I'm a dee, I'm a dove, I was green, I would die. That's modern day folk music. Folk yeah. music. I'm blue. That is blue a great example. Of modern day be folk a music. Cool. Mm-hmm. So he said about the countryside and boonies to amass a catalog of folk music. This is actually quite a tricky task as because folk songs are kind of not written down because of literacy shenanigans and the boonies and countryside. If you catch my drift. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, me okay. too. I wrote down the first three l- words of the song in the back of a highlights magazine. And that's it's enough because I got enough now. thinking. From all the crosswords I've done. Highlights is really where you should start any academic or uh, creative endeavor. Mm. Yeah, circle what's wrong with this picture. Percy might have a different answer than I do, depending on the demographic of the picture. You know, It's a warm-up. It's a brain warm-up. Mm-hmm. Highlights. So he goes about collecting all these things. He, came, he comes across a musically gifted elder of a small village that, you know, had a wealth of folk song in her head you know what i mean she's a walking jukebox of folk songs that aren't written down anywhere else and percy is just like bitch you will sing all of those for me and the village elders just like no i am embarrassed and refuses to sing for she's, percy wait where share is the she songs where <laughs> the is boonies she? of england the boonies of england and you went for some uh romanian yeah, yeah. transylvanian uh, <laughs> no, i cannot <laughs> sing for you leave me Boonies. So this elder who I've made Transylvanian for some fucking reason is too shy and refuses to sing to Percy. At which point Percy locates this elder's granddaughter and coerces her to hide him and invite the grandmother over to recite her songs. The granddaughter agrees, crams Percy under her bed and invites the old lady in and asks grandma to sing. And Percy is underneath the bed scribbling down lyrics to the folk songs and taking notes on its uh, other musical qualities. I've always found it very strange that the words that English people use to describe their vaginas, fannies, Uh beds, Mm -hmm. what else can it be 
Dingers. I know that's one. Someone told me that once. Growler. But imagine just being under that girl's vagina and having her labia in your face, and you're just trying mm-hmm. to figure out what the hell this <laughs> grandma's playing. Get out of here, lady. It's distracting. I told you to hide me, not molest I just want to. I want to hear the music. Well, this is what I can imagine to be one of the world's most convoluted acts of music piracy. I like it. I like the 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 uh, the way that they've tricked this old woman into yeah. into, into giving up her properties. All that she wanted was a little action from Percy whipping his pee-pee. That's all he needed to do, and he, she would have given him the rights to the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this time, Percy and his mother uh, ducked over into the good old U.S. of A. while World War I was starting to uh, start its shit up. Uh, the conflict had escalated, and Percy thought he would assuredly be drafted into combat. In an attempt to get ahead of the draft, Percy volunteered his musical skills as a military bandman. Through a bit of serendipity, his request fell onto a fan-slash-friend of his. So, Percy's weapon of choice during the first industrialized global conflict was an oboe. Oboe? An oboe. They needed a wood, wind-type uh, gentleman, not a piano guy. So, you know, you can't do piano and fucking military things, so... The oboe, oboe is the least sexy instrument of all time. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> all right. Okay. You know when you see a, a girl and they start crying and they cry real ugly? Yeah. Yeah. Every time anyone plays an oboe, they look like a ugly crying girl. <laughs> because of the way the cheeks come yeah. out, it's just a little yeah. thing. Like, mm, I remember this. I remember being in seventh grade the first time I saw an oboe. Was a was a girl who I was going to school with. I thought she was very cute. Uh-huh. I was in seventh grade. I was ready. I was thinking about things like this. As soon as I saw her blow into that thing, I was like, "That girl's a tramp whore." <laughs> <laughs> look at look at her in brochure. Yeah, I hope she's doing well now. I forgot her last name and first name, but uh, either way, an oboe is a terrible instrument. Yeah, that's what the the clarinet was there. Just leave it alone. Yeah, just keep her sexy. Get rid of all instruments except for the hurdy-gurdy. Well, we might talk about a few instruments worth saving later on. But, um, yeah, so he's in the military serving as a bandman, tooting on an oboe, while, you know, there's soldiers out there, you know, tanking German machine gun fire and shrapnel. And he's just tooting away, World War One. That's a dirty job, man. That's a straight Mike Rowe right there. Mm -hmm. Oboe. Mike Oboe. Um, eventually, the Red Cross uh, pulled Percy from morale-boosting duty and repurposed him into fundraising duty. So instead of being like, instead of rallying the troops, you're going to rally the people with money, and then we're going to take their money and give it to the troops. And Percy's just like, I hate this. Well, to be fair, like all the troops were 18-year-olds that wanted to listen to, uh, what year is this again? So that... Think, think at the time. They wanted to Breaking listen. Breaking Benjamin? They wanted to listen to Breaking Benjamin. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Historically, they were they were like, oh, great. We got a pianist. <laughs> Who cares? I want to listen to Wake Me Up Inside. I Breaking wanna, Benjamin. Yeah. Back <laughs> off. I'll take you on. That's the mentality. You cannot play to 18 <laughs> to 25-year-old boys and get them rallied with uh, non, n- non-time signature-based music. 
You Hobos, could do that so. with rich people and get them to hand in their money. Or or we could, I mean, you could just get taxes. Yeah. That's wow. one of those things you get. What, I don't what, know. I, I think that if Tax. I wanted to go into battle, I think Wake Me Up Inside is the perfect song. I don't want to listen to Benny Goodman. Yeah. I, I, exactly. I think we feel the same. Wow. I, I mean, Cody, I don't know for sure, but... Um, I'm not a warrior. Could, but, could you agree you know. with that sentiment? Yeah. The last thing that's going to fuck you up, uh, get you get you to want to uh, stuff a few krauts, is... Uh, save me! No, that will get me. I'll be like, Can't save wake me, up. me. Wake me up inside. Yeah. yeah. Das means killing you. This is the song that I pointed through your body. Cigarettes. Because that's every song had a cigarette ad in it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry for tangents, guys. I I've uh, went from being hungover to drunk. I love it. Almost no transitional yeah. period. Zero to sixty, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh so two C Percy toots his oboe throughout World War One and survives because no one's shooting at the fucking bandman. Yeah. Uh, he eventually uh, settles down with his mother. In White Plains, New York, after the war. In oh, a, White uh, Plains. White Plains, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, White 19, Plains. 1919. Settles down with his mother in White Plains. Uh, between the you syphil- think it's... I mean, I know this probably wouldn't be written, and I can't, Cody, I can't knock you or Nick, but you do you think Nick, he's probably... He's on the podcast. That's the point. No, but I'm just saying, do you think that he's still getting some little taps and little slaps on his butthole from his mama? Yeah, like from his what, mom, the, probably the not. Ones? From himself, yes. No, but I mean, like, he's not going to put that in the bio, right? Like, oh, my markins hit me in the butthole. Well, well, an interesting development happened, and you let me know how you feel about that. Okay. Um, Does mom die? Throws more of everything dies. True. That was deep, bro. Yeah. So, uh, between the syphilis and smothering tendencies of Rose, mother dearest, her behavior became erratic. She'd resort to faking seizures and accusing Percy of not loving her enough if Percy wasn't instantaneously by her side. I forgot she had syphilis. Right. Don't don't and, forget and, the syphilis. And, and you can tell that this is not exactly a glamorous childhood for Percy right there. Just, no. Just, just by the way you phrased it, sir, she mm-hmm. started to act erratic. She had been beating this kid for 19 years, and then, and then all she, of a sudden she starts acting erratic. She, she, she ratched <laughs> it up. She, now she's throwing balonies off the top of the Empire State Building and trying to catch him in her mouth like a dog. <laughs> Tom she with might his be acting weird, a little erratic. Well, there's Tom with his weird, uncanny ability to semi-predict the future with a New York skyscraper involved. But, um, so... Uh, these two very unhealthy relationship. Percy has another girlfriend, but it goes so fucking horribly sour the first time, you know, he brings her home to meet mother that this ex, this now ex-girlfriend accuses the two of having an Oedipus, Oedipus, Oedipus complex thing going on, or as Mike would say, some Siegfried and Freud shit. Right. (laughs) Rest in peace, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad. Mike got cougared to death. Or what happened? You got lions he's to at death. A, he's at a birthday party for a white supremacist. Yeah, a birthday for a 45-year-old female white supremacist cougar. Nice. Wow. Is it so, worth it, kids? No, it's not. Hatred never. is real. Everyone's a racist today, okay? Let's go. In 1922, suffering from untreated syphilis and the accusation of porking her own son, 
Rose took a train ride to New York City and executed a sick, nasty 18-story swan dive onto the pavement below. Totally sticking that landing. Did she create the New York hot dog in that moment? Was a, was a, little, a man boiling little too flat. water to, to reflect in? <laughs> and she jumped off and her bones hit in the right way and became sausages. Wow, it snaps when you chew it. I, love, I don't know. It's something to think about. I love how in theme we are because we were just talking about the uh, Emmy Oscar winning war award song Wake Me Up Inside. Right. Yeah. But that Oscars. music video just has fallen out of a building the entire uh -huh. time. Yeah, we could actually get uh, Amy Lee from Evanescence on the show sometime. Uh, I'm a cool. friend of a friend. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well, I'd love to wake up. I'd love to finally wake up inside of my body. Right. <laughs> so she's waking up right now as she's falling, and then she hits the ground and dies. Goes splat. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. No one saved you wake her. up. Save <laughs> she, she was not saved. All right. Uh, In all seriousness, Percy, that's very sad. It's awesome and sad. Uh, Percy mourned his mother's acrobatic passing by keeping a locket with one of her last letters addressed to him inside. He also had a biography of his mother printed. Because he was a slightly autistic fuck, Percy insisted the biography's final page feature a picture of his mother's corpse. After ju she jumped out of a window. After she uh, went splat after 18 stories. I'm curious. So, is this picture something I can look at right now? I will give it to you right now, my friend. Oh, wow. no. I don't even know if I want to see it. But I will, right. No, 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 no. There's nothing gross about it, Travis. But you will notice how little of the body can actually be shown to prevent the gross from being. Okay. All right. <laughs> so it's Thanks, totally Nick. safe. I appreciate this, to Nick. Totally safe for work, but just look at how little of that body. Oh, it's just her nice head. She's <laughs> it's just one side of her nice fine. head. It's Judy yeah. Garland waking up in a field of roses. It's like yeah. the one part of her that wasn't like turned into jelly was like this one side of her face. That's yeah, no, the... she's fine. <laughs> she's fine. she's just sleeping. Yeah, look at that. You know, so some people you... say that when you get syphilis, you live a mil a thousand years in a day. Now, no. what? if you got syphilis and you yeah. live in a time when it can be treated, such as 1922 when this rose jumps off a building, you choose not to do anything about it, you lived enough, okay? Mm -hmm. 19 years of syphilis. That's an eternity of normal people time. Uh, She's like yeah. a vampire in her mind. She beat her son into being the best pianist in White Plains, New York. <laughs> Good for you. She's accomplished so much. I Great. salute her. And also, I like this. Uh, what, what was it? Acrobatic death? That phrase you used? Uh, acrobatic passing. Acrobatic passing. Yeah. If you wrote that, fantastic. If Nick wrote I did. that, even better. Well, amazing. Nick and I wrote this episode. Well, uh, all on you. You guys seen them robots, first off? <laughs> no. <laughs> Where are you going? Disney has robots that they throw, like, really far. Oh, I and saw them, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. scary. Why? It's literally a robot that does weird stunts, but it looks like a human. But it yes. can't die. It can't have an acrobatic death. They're gonna because sell it's a the, robot. Yeah, but they're it's gonna sell that technology to the government. Yeah, and then the government's gonna make fake suicides for everybody. <laughs> and I like that idea. Anyone with intelligence? No, they're gonna every anyone with intelligence. They're gonna capture and make fake suicides for them. Wow! Everyone, but the suicides will look really good because it's an acrobatic robot. Looks, dude, they won't just yes. look really good. They look amazing. 
They right, will cool. look Oscar-winning coming suicides. out of every single every, everyone's body. Everyone who has information leading to the arrest of Hillary Clinton will be suicided in a fantastic <laughs> oh, oh, way. Oh no! So uh, much in the same vein of putting your mother's corpse on the last page of your book. Have you guys ever read a book and the last page just says the end, and you think to yourself, "Oh, thank God you let me know," because I would have kept on reading. I always like when the book says the end question mark. It's like, did I, I, I can tell that there's no more pages. <laughs> Good. So this is the end. This is the end. Thank God. Yeah. Well, try I mean, you could write another book, but then that would be another the end. You are the target demographic of that because your, <laughs> your, your, your fingers are always sticky. So you're skipping pages all the time by accident. Yeah. Just, that is right. I really love sweet and sour sauce. And yeah. reading, apparently. And so reading. I'm, I'm Most of the research I do, I'm just, I'm barehanding sweet and sour sauce into my mouth. <laughs> no, no dumpling, no egg roll. No, just a sweet, yeah, that's, 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 I call it brain fuel. When you eat checks, do you put sweet and sour sauce in there? Sir, I don't eat checks. I'm not a disgusting beast. I eat cocoa pebbles with sweet and sour sauce. All right. I don't know. That's I fine. I know about him. Well, I need the chocolate. The chocolate. No, okay. Tom, no, 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 Tom. The sweet and sour sauce helps my brain. The uh, chocolate in the cocoa pebbles helps my serotonin. Gets me happy to learn. Good. Can, I'm I'm happy to hear that. This is all science, dude. You're great. Brought to you by Biofuel. Yes. Um. <laughs> where? How do I do this from now? <laughs> so it's, it's uh, a hard transition, but you got yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Anyway, Percy. What are we talking about? The guy that makes music? No, I was no. I was talking. Of, I was. I was. I was setting up a, a a bit regarding how stupid it is to print the word "the end" for finality at the end of a book. And here's oh, Percy yeah. doing command insert dead mom dot jpeg print at the end of a book. And you bet your ass that you know all the family got you know this biography, which. Without trigger warnings featured, you know, the dearly departed in photographic form at the end of the book. Very slightly autistic of our friend Percy here. I think our entire podcast is autistic. I think that's the kind of book that we would put out. Murder. Uh, yeah. Uh, true crime. Murder. Hot Story murder. of our lives. Baloney beatings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the bad things. Talks of dingoes, outbacks, and all of a sudden a picture of one of us just strung up. Maybe <coughs> uh, not dead. Maybe not. Mm. Yeah. Percy has, you know, he's a man lit up until this point. And this is like his first taste of death. It's like, oh, mama, people die. What the fuck? And Percy focused on having his own music immortalized by having other people playing it. You know what I mean? He, he entered the artist phase of I want to create instead of collaborate now or right. back or perform. So he's, like, a composer. he's a composer now. He's yeah, no, it's just like Millie Vanilli. I don't want to play my own music. I just want to be recognized for it. Yes. Um, it's like Chris Tucker in The Fifth Element. There you go. Very good. Yes. Percy would capitalize on the sluggish economic atmosphere of post-war Germany and the American Great Depression to hire out the work of out-of-work orchestras. So he's like, oh, I'll pay you to I'll pay you poor fucks to toot my music and they'd all agree because they are poor fucks um, he also had this horrible 
he still had students and he had this horrible quirk he'd like to do with students. Um, he would book two lessons simultaneously. So he'd get one student on one piano and then right next to that student on another piano. And you might be thinking, oh, what's the big deal? The big deal was he asked each student to play different sheet music as a exercise in concentration and focus. Dude, it sounds fucking great, dude. That's That's not wrong. Dude, I'm actually doing two podcasts at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's push to talk and Will's just out of shot right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing a heavy hole over here. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, well, yeah, heavy hole. Don't confuse me that much. You sound just <laughs> like him. Still got a little bit of an echo going on. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, Percy's doing, you know, even crazier Percy things. But without the Herculean cock block of his mother, uh, Percy finally marries his wife, Ella, in 1927. The two were very much in love and actually both enjoyed a little bit of the BDSM together. There you and, go. Consent. Uh, did he? Did she look like his mom? I. She did not. She actually did not. Oh, okay. All right. Um, well, cool, Percy. There, uh, yeah, Percy's actually happy for like one of the first times in his life. Get um, that ass raw. Smack wow. it. Uh, the two visit Australia where Percy thinks Melbourne needs the Percy Granger Museum. And the officials of Melbourne are like, we do museums for dead people, kind of. Who are you? What? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, no, no one should make a museum for themselves while they're alive. That's like the same thing when we're talking about, like, why do you do a biography? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the yeah. only, like, yeah. So they did the Freddie Mercury one, and he was alive. And that's, you know, I mean, when he was dead. And that's fine. He's dead. But then they did Elton John the same year. Elton John's probably going to live for 20 more years. What are you yeah. doing? What is yeah, this? When, what is this for? When you're alive and you want to write down your experiences, I mean that's important. That's Do called that. a memoir. Don't publish. Wait, that's not wait called an autobiography. That's called a fucking memoir. I believe that Dr. Dre uh, conveniently left out several instances of of spousal abuse from Straight Out of Compton. But who <laughs> am I to say? Well, yeah. You know, when they did Stephen Hawking's one, they did the Stephen Hawking. It was a man in a wheelchair. He was basically dead from the from the waist, from that head down anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The man, that's the exception. You can make a movie about him. It could have been Yeah, a Christopher movie. Reeves? Absolutely. When he was alive after he hit a tree? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I don't think he hit a tree. I think he, he fell off a horse. 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 But yeah. didn't, he get, like, didn't he get clotheslined by the tree on a horse? I thought he got hit by a train. On, the on horse. a horse? I thought the horse was know. half trained. A horse clotheslined him while hanging out, uh, <laughs> out of the train window. <laughs> yeah. And it was his last cartwheel, and it happened to be several hundred rotations. Uh, don't forget the banana peel. Yeah. Oof. Dude, that uh, bananas are straight up kryptonite. <laughs> Talking about another banger right there. That's called music. I don't banger. Know My yeah. kryptonite. <laughs> If I go crazy with a utility or hair. Anyway, I Melbourne people was... think this episode is... I mean, this podcast. Excuse me. I lost my... I can't believe people think that this podcast is smart. Continue. Yeah, it's weird. Dude, this anyway, podcast is probably about a smart. It's a whole bucket of smart. Uh, Cody, keep telling me smart things. Melbourne was just like, dude, you're alive. We're not going to make a museum of you. And Percy's like, I'll build it myself. God damn it. Mm-hmm. And Percy went out that afternoon, bought a shitload of bricks, and began laying the foundation with his own two bare hands until he ran out of bricks, at which point he would get up and do a fundraising concert or two and then buy more bricks, 
rinse and repeat until he's got his own museum somehow. What? So, yes. He, he made a museum. He made his own museum, and it was just his job to fill it up with stuff now that it was built. Uh, he began uh, stocking the place with personal documents and effects, and he would turn a new leaf in his career trying to do some new age stuff to put in his museum to show how future he was. All right, so, so if I was to... As we just discussed, this is a stupid idea because he's alive. But if I was to make a museum for myself while I was still alive, I would totally have a room that I would like basically make like a plexiglass tunnel through and then try to fill the room up with cum rags. Like, I thought you were going to say shrimp casings, but... That's very future, Travis. That's pretty, that is pretty future. Amazingly future. Now let me ask you something. Yeah. Did Percy Granger have some kind of aviator sunglasses that were actually entirely opaque except for little slits that went horizontally? No, why? What's Wait, are you talking on? about Big Trouble in Little China, dog? No, I'm talking about uh, Kanye West, because he's a man oh. of the future, and he was able to say, if you put these on your eyes, you become the future. I, I'm I honestly surprised that Kanye doesn't have a museum for himself yet. Yeah, he, that's he weird. He just hasn't thought of it yet. Yeah, if he listens <laughs> to the show, which uh, I'm like ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure he doesn't. Come, Fish sticks. Kanye, we love you. We'd love for you to come to our official roast mortem meets Kanye West barbecue. We <laughs> have planned this for the year twenty twenty to get over the COVID hump that we're all dealing with. But We're going to yes. do some social distance sack racing. Please come. I've ordered a trailer for you so you wow. can have your own bathroom. And we'll be making hamburger sandwiches, frankfurter huros, and yeah. ribs, and, and corn and macaroni salad that we can all enjoy while looking into the fucking future. Horizontal <laughs> aviator glasses with opaque slots. There Let's you go. go. The future. Speaking of the future, he decided to tinker and invent... His own gadgets he'd like to call free music machines, better known today as synthesizers. Whoa! Whoa. This is a synth these, boy? This is a lord a of the synth? Boy. He's a synthesizer guy. Amongst his early invented synthesizers, one was called the Estee Reed Tone Tool, and a second one called the Cross Granger Kangaroo Pouch, which was kind of a hurdy-gurdy bagpipe electronic instrument. This. Tom, are you looking this up? I'm really curious. If there's one thing that I like, it's synthesizers. That's the only this guy thing, liked really. his synthesizers. Was it the Granger Kangaroo Boy Junior Cross ga- Cross Granger Kangaroo Pouch? I don't see anything. No, my findings were slim as well. But I'll leave it to you too if you see anything interesting. Uh, kangaroo Pouch. No, but there is a bunch of people at the Granger Museum. Wait, is this it? Oh, wait, hold on. Wait, I think this is it. This is this is just a uh, a tube for people to stand inside of. Is this like the the? Are you watching the video with like a bunch of Asian guys? I don't watch videos on the show. I'm trying to <laughs> concentrate. <laughs> They're not playing it, but it looks stupid. Anyway, moving on, Cody. <laughs> the cross Granger pouch, uh, and Percy even wrote a composition for a theremin quartet. Oh, well, right, that's that the most I annoying appreciate. composition ever. Uh, I want uh, explain. Someone explain to the people at home what a theremin is. Travis, please. All right, theremin. 
probably coolest instrument because it's like the most futuristic instrument. Which is awesome because we were talking about the least sexy instrument, the oboe, literally 20 yeah. minutes ago. Theremin is the coolest instrument. I've actually seen some theremin performances when I go to... I've seen some silent films that have been scored by it with a theremin. So it's basically like one antenna. And then I don't know exactly how it works. It's two it's like antennas, you dummy. Two antennas, and then you move your hand back and forth, and it makes radios. It's the sci-fi sound. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Most yeah. of our listeners know what it is. We're explaining yeah. to a small majority, which a uh, small majority, small minority that doesn't exist because we have very smart listeners that can yes. see through our bullshit. And one so. of them is the fact that you fell from my trap. Why would you explain a theremin the way you did, <laughs> Tom? You're Answer slowly. Me. Tom, you're turning this into a Dragon Ball Z episode. I can't stand it. I don't have the time for a Dragon Ball Z episode ever. <laughs> anyway, I think this theremin quartet was like the only time four theremins have ever been in the same room. God. Um, so believe it or not, Percy is actually an OG pioneer of electronic music. Weird. Dude, fucking Tiesto, bro. Never mind turning around. You're whipping your dick hole. You're fucking Tiesto. Very good. Tiesto, I love him. It's a good guy. Hip with the kids. Dude, hi Tiesto's hip with like the 45-year-olds. That's true. I'm getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. Dur <laughs> During this time, Percy suffers debilitating bouts of abdominal pain sometime in the early 1950s. Percy was diagnosed with the big old C. And the sadomasochist that Percy was decided to combat his cancer by a regimented bloodletting. Say wow! So, I, uh, and just to be clear, the big C, the big C cancer. The big C He's can be it. seen on such websites as Pornhub and X videos. If you type well, in Lexington Steel, that's n not that type of C. The big no, yeah, C. it's not that Tom. It's not that type of C. It's the one that hides underneath the hood, and we're talking about a big one. So there's a hole behind it. <laughs> it just kind of flops over the hole, oh. and you got to push it to the side to get to the hole. Okay. The All big right. C. Well, the big C. Take care of yourself, everyone. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? You only live once, they say, and some people might even abbreviate that saying. Cody, are we going to get to the ask me the question right now? We're getting there. But can I, like, ask my dick how to piss out of it? Yes. Zwick, so you can leave that in, just so the listeners know that we take 40 to 70 bathroom <laughs> breaks I'm every episode. No, the last, one, the last one Travis wasn't even a bathroom break. I just needed to... Fucking, we took one. Travis's penis and uh, bladder is the size. Uh, it's the size of a soy sauce pack. Soy sauce, Ooh, soy sauce soy. packet from Panda Express. It's very yeah. small. Uh, if he swallows too much in a human environment, he will have to pee. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? I have to pee too, Cody. But I'm not going to because I hate Travis. Yeah, spite. Travis, at the expense of your own bladder. I don't care. I'm going to get my bladder removed eventually. I'm going to put a new cyborg, one in. Cyborg bladder. I'm going to put in a, a uh, high-pressure tank. Yeah, give me a Sony bladder. That'd be cool. Right? I want one with a winch on it so it'll suck my balls into my body whenever I'm riding a bicycle. Yeah, whenever you need to feel safe, mm -hmm. it'll, it'll put something over your balls like a Corvette like raises its fucking roof. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't worry, I'm back. All right. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Shall we? Yeah. 
So as I said, Percy, going the bloodletting routine or route of curing his cancer. Uh, surprisingly, it did not work. But this is like one of those weird anachronisms of history where it's just like, wow, electronic music and bloodletting have an overlap. You know what I mean? He'd just be there like fucking around on his theremin and then get up and be like, oh, I'm late for my bloodletting appointment. Oh, and it's 1945, right? Ish. It is. Yeah. Like 1950s. Late right, 1950s. Like the last time that was seriously taken into consideration was 100 years before then. In New York somehow. Wow. Of course it's in New York, dude. Bloodletting and uh, hooking yourself up to uh, a transistor. Good cures. Clears the sinuses way easier. Yeah. Um, so bloodletting and electronic music existed at the same time. Just fucking weird. Uh, bloodletting, as I said, did not work. Percy uh, continued building his legacy because he probably felt in his bones he was more or less done for real soon. Um, he builds his museum, fills it up with all the good stuff. A uh, little bit of the racism seeps in and there's exhibits on like, oh, look. How many good composers of history have had blue eyes and blonde hair? And it's like, all right, it's 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 Percy trying to scientifically say something without being a scientist, and it's like this weird awkwardness, awkward wing of his museum. Yeah, that's why I think one of the best museums is in where is it Alabama, the Creationist Museum? Oh, Lerbalama. Yeah, that one's one of the best museums you can go to. Because it shows you fact that a man built a giant ship and put every single creature in the world, two of them, then doubled it and uh, set sail because Jesus was crying. Jesus wasn't even born yet, but he was up there crying. Travis, you need to remember, when we do this show, you're supposed to make jokes, okay? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm just saying that same museum... Dinosaurs aren't real, I, dude. I, I, I know what you're trying to do, and I think that praising God on a podcast like this and being appreciative of everything that God has given us will limit some of our listenership. Let's leave your hardcore conservative religious <laughs> values out of this. Well, yeah, well, that's me. You know, I just wanted to let you know there's another factual museum out there. There's two. There's two sides. At to least every... two of them. At Alleluia. least two. Alleluia. The Granger Museum and the Creationist Museum. Mm-hmm. Those are the only ones you should send your kids to. That's it. Mm-hmm. Fuck art. Fuck, fuck science. Uh, Percy performed in concert up until one year before his death. Somebody asked me how dead this guy got. Um, how did Percy Granger, the man with the ranger, how did <laughs> yeah. he die? By February 20th, 1961, age 78, the tummy cancer made its way south and gave Percy's prostate a lethal elbow drop from the top rope. <laughs> Percy, right. shortly, Percy shortly succumbed in his pants afterwards in White Plains, New York. Uh, I see what you did there, Cody, but if you do have prostate cancer, I don't know. My father had prostate cancer. He's still alive. He survived. He's, still He's good. Which is good. But like... Is your last like? Is that just like a cum? Because like the prostate's very important for. I don't man. know how it works. I don't know how it works. I don't know either. Uh, I don't even. I had my prostate removed actually. <laughs> well, no. Tom, I know you're a man that just you don't like pleasure. No, I hate pleasure. I like facts. Yeah. Facts. 
I get I get happy. I don't want people to touch me. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> after his death, Percy willed his own skeleton to his museum where he's his own exhibit somehow. Amazing. Creepy. Um also also, you ready for this? Percy Granger left behind a mysterious sealed time capsule to be discovered in his museum. He instructed the crate only be opened a full decade after his passing. Just his a mu- decade, bitch. Decade? Just a decade. His musical contemporaries waited with bated breath. What could be inside the box? Artifacts from his early classical efforts? Perhaps a transcription of a long-forgotten folk song? Or maybe Cru- even an electronic banger of a track that was too ahead of its time? Cool. No, 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 no. That is crusty Kleenex in that box. The 10th anniversary of Percy's death came. The box was opened, and it was just all of his kink shit that he had stored away too embarrassed <laughs> to reveal while he was alive so all these musical students opened the box and it was just photos of his wife in bondage the preferred outfits percy liked wearing my man what happened to his wife was his wife immediately like uh gonna soak someone else's dick Gonna get my money from the Percy Granger Museum. That don't know what happened to me. Well, I, uh, you know, this Percy Granger guy, you emphasized how racist he was. Racist, kinky. um, Well, kinky is not a bad thing. Well, if it involves trying to beat your children, the the line's been crossed. Fictional children. Yeah, no, uh, beating children is actually um, the 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 numbers are in. It's not focus good. came back. It's not good. Focus, focus came back. Fo- They're not yeah, into focus it. came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So if you're going to use kinky in that way, yes, that's terrible. He's a pedophile, racist, uh, and he probably would have um, he probably would have been great friends with Bill Clinton. <laughs> Maybe. There you have it. Percy Granger, a Willy Wonka of oddball music, a vicious mama's boy. A unshaken racist and an avid fan of kinky bedroom stuff. Rest in grease, you weirdo. And once again, we'd like to thank Nick Fanili for recommending and assisting with this episode's research. Check him out at faniliusmusic.com. F-A-G-N-I-L-L-I-O-S-I-O-U-S music.com. Uh, yeah, uh, a website where you could find the finest sideburns I, um, I've ever seen. Nick's life. got some okay sideburns, man. He is he is a walking demonstration of what manhood should be. And yes. I appreciate him, all jokes aside. Thank you very much, Nick. Uh, Nick also writes, as a musician, I love telling fucked up tales about music th- history. And this is a doozy, as you can tell. So, yes, thank you, Nick. Uh, yeah, Nick, uh, do you play the theremin? That's, do you enjoy that's, whips? That's, really that's all I gotta question. know. It's all Travis has got to know. And the only thing you got to know out there is patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. Give us yeah. your goddamn money. How many times do I have to say it? Too many. Uh, so I was just resetting the roastmortemcast arcade machine. And guess what? Um, at the top of the list, Sean the high Bowring. Score. High score. Sean oh, Bowring. Bowring. Top of the list. Owns the arcade machine at this point. Yeah. There he oh. is. He laughs harder than the rest of you. Yeah, and it's good to be Sean Bowrain. Yeah, it is. It's good to be a guy like that. Thank well, you, sir. Well, I'm going to go listen to some Granger music. Granger. I actually did gave it a little listen. I put my ears through it. He was all right. He's a pretty to, good composer. 
Just I, I can't say I didn't hear any of the weird beatless music, but you know, there's probably a reason. Uh, <laughs> that's a little bit trickier to get your hands on, but yes. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, what is the other thing we say? Thank you, Shane. Donald Shane. Dong. Dong. Shane. Dong. Wow. All right, that's it. Bye. Zwick, Bye. That, that's it. That's the episode. It was a quick episode. It was. Except for all my pee-pee. gentlemen welcome to roast mortem cast my name is tom i am travis i will be your cody for this evening mike is at a birthday party for a white supremacist (laughs) sorry hold on a second i'm hearing like really loud music (laughs) sorry (laughs) redo great excellent i would love to call mike a a racist again that's what What i'm gonna do i'm gonna redo that same bit zwick i don't know what just cut that off we're starting the episode again when Travis gets back. Mulligan. 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 And it had nothing to do with our performances, <clears throat> so do not make note of that. It has to do with Mm-mm. technical difficulties on Travis's end. Probably that his house is on fire. Ah! I'm back. Sorry about that. What happened, Travis? Is your house on fire? No, Anna was playing music in the other room, but it was coming out of the like the bedroom window and over here. Oh, thank God she and wasn't I could, like, watching actually porn. actually see it, like, picking up, so I just asked her to turn it down a little bit. You're that type of boyfriend. Nice oh, one. It, do- a real- it doesn't, doesn't show up if uh, it's a little <laughs> lower. A, nice, yeah, a, a real one throws her, her computer or Bluetooth speaker out the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will well, never own. Nice yeah. right. I will never own a Don't Bluetooth do speaker. I own several Bluetooth speakers. I'm just so afraid, like, it'll start playing porn. I'll own Bluetooth headsets, but I'll never, like, you know, play a Bluetooth speaker. Because, like, Cody, you, you're you start... Out. No, because you start playing porn, you're like, why can't I hear the porn coming that, out of my phone? For people, and then you jack the volume that, for a speaker that's in a, your family room, and it's bad. That happens sometimes when I get into my car and I was watching porn, because it get, automatically right? starts my... My Bluetooth automatically starts on my car, and then I'm it's like, a huge problem, ah! Tom. What is yeah. it? No, it sounds like this podcast is now Tom featuring two Jeff Foxworthies. <laughs> Why do you not know how to use technology? Dude, it's not that I know how to not- use it. It's just I leave a connection on that I didn't w- need on. Right. No, yeah. I just I just use it so well that I want everyone to know how well I'm using my technology. Okay. So I can see virtual, digital Titus and intercourse on my phone. I'm not That's discriminating. Amazing. It's great. It's a beautiful thing. But what I'm oh saying is God. that you can easily turn your Bluetooth speaker on and off between degenerate masturbatory behavior. <laughs> well, okay. There's hard lines. You call. You well, lock you're, the door. You're gonna call it that. You lock See, the Tommy, door every time you do. You're that. calling it degenerate. I call it an art form. Expression. It's definitely expression. And I'm a patron of it. <laughs> I don't think that those are mutually exclusive. 
artwork and degeneracy are are one in the same. And I don't think degeneracy ne- necessarily means it's bad. Okay, we all warmed up. Can we do the episode? Yeah, let's get back to it. Let's <laughs> no, right. just start. All, no, just leave. We've been doing the episodes. Wait, leave all of Fine. that. <laughs> <laughs>